0: Shalom, alakim, peace be upon you and welcome back to the broadcast, I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com, that's where you go to find the archives and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, I had a little extra time this morning and I wanted to just cover, read uh, this past week's Torah portion. I'll get into the details of that here in just a second, I just want to say uh, two things. First, the, traditionally, in the past, I think we've done the Torah portions from start to beginning, maybe three or four years. So all of that's still in the archives on YouTube, and you can go seek that stuff out anytime you want. Um, and in those, I've done kind of deep dives where I'd study days leading up. We cover great detail about the things that are happening, make connections, and all of that. However, the tradition for the Torah portion was just that the Torah portion would be read aloud. Um, and that's what we're going to do this morning. Uh, it's not going to be filled with commentary or thoughts from me. I'm just going to be reading it to you. I'll probably give a couple of thoughts uh, because it's hard for me to resist. Uh, but for the most part, I just want to read it. The portion for today... It's called Vaira. It's chapter Genesis chapter 18 through Genesis chapter 22. Let me just read you the portion summary from TorPortions.org. Here's what it says. The fourth reading from the book of Genesis is named Vaira. It means, and he appeared. Because the first story describes how the Lord appeared to Abraham one day as he sat outside his tent. And Vaira continues with the series of tests of faith for Abraham concluding in one great final trial. Now the very first verse, where the name comes from, chapter 18, verse 1, it says, And Yehovah appeared to him by the terebineth trees of Mamre, while he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked and he saw three men standing opposite of him. Now, People debate whether or not it's three angels or whatever. I believe it's God appearing as a man and two angels. And the two angels that are with him are the ones that are going to go into Sodom and Gomorrah and start that whole story. But the text says in Hebrew, And Jehovah appeared to him. And that's probably the bulk of the commentary I'm going to give you this morning. We're going to get started. I'm going to read from the Hallelujah Scriptures. I just pray that you'll be blessed and strengthened by God's Word. I want to thank those of you who are Patreon subscribers. You guys are helping me keep the lights on year after year after year. And those of you who send uh, mail via the post office box and do the PayPal, uh, you guys are blessing me and my family, and it's making a huge difference, and I'm just so grateful. All right. Let's just do what we came here to do. We're going to read Torah portion Vayera, Genesis chapter 18 through 22 from the Hallelujah Scriptures. Open up your hearts. Let's begin. And Jehovah appeared to him by the Terebinth trees of Mamri while he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted up his eyes and he looked and he saw three men standing opposite him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and he said, Yehovah, if I have now found favor in your eyes, please do not pass your servant by. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And let me bring a piece of bread and refresh your hearts. And then go on, for this is why you have come to your servant. And they said, Do as you have said. So Abraham ran into the tent to Sarah, and he said, Hurry! Make ready three siam of fine flour, knead it to make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, and he took a tender and good calf, and gave it to a young man, and he hurried to prepare it. He took curds and milk, and the calf which he had prepared. And he put it before them, and he stood by them under the trees as they ate. And they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? And he said, See, in the tent. And he said, I shall certainly return to you according to the time of life. And see, Sarah your wife is to have a son. And Sarah was listening in a tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced and aged. And Sarah was past the way of women. And Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my master being old too? And Jehovah said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I truly have a child since I am old? Is there any matter too hard for Jehovah? At the appointed time, I am going to return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah is to have a son. Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. And the men rose up from there and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to send them away. And Jehovah said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham is certainly going to become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him for I have known him said that he commands his children and his household after him to guard the way of Jehovah to do righteousness and right ruling so that Jehovah brings to Abraham what he has spoken to him and Jehovah said because the outcry against Sodom and Amora is great because their sin is very heavy I am going down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that it has come to me And if not, I know. So the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham still stood before Jehovah. So please note, I'm just going to reiterate what I said before. You'll notice, one of the men is God, is Jehovah. The two angels proceed to move towards Sodom. Continue on. And Abraham drew near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there is fifty righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to act in this way, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you. Thus the judge of all the earth not do right. And Jehovah said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, and I shall spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Look, please, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to Jehovah. Suppose there are five less than fifty righteous. Would you destroy all the city for the lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty-five, I do not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again, and he said, Suppose there are forty. And he said, I would not do it for the sake of the forty. And he said, Let not Jehovah be displeased and let me speak. Suppose there are found 30. And he said, I would not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, Look, please, I have taken it upon myself to speak to Jehovah. Suppose there are found 20. And he said, I would not destroy it for the sake of 20. And he said, Let not Jehovah be displeased and let me speak. Only this time suppose there are found 10. he said, I would not destroy it for the sake of 10. Then Jehovah went away as soon as he had ended speaking to Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. Chapter 19 The two messengers came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face towards the ground, and he said, Look, please, my masters. Please turn in your servant's house, and spend the night, and wash your feet, and rise early, and go your way. And they said, No, but let us spend the night in the open square. But he urged them strongly, and they turned in to him, and he came into his house, and he made them a feast, and he baked unleavened bread, and there they ate. And before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, and all the people from every part surrounded the house, And they called the Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us and let us know them. So Lot went out to them through the doorway and he shut the door behind them and he said, Please, my brothers, do not do evil. Look, please, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you and you do to them what is good in your eyes. Only do not do this deed to these men because they have come under the shadow of my roof. But they said, Stand back. They said, This one came to sojourn, and should he always judge, now we are going to treat you worse than them. So they pressed hard against the man Lot, and he came near to break down the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. Then they struck the men who were outside the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, and they were wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here? A son-in-law, and your sons, and your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, bring them out of this place. For we are going to destroy this place, because the cry against him has grown great before the face of Jehovah, and Jehovah has sent us to destroy it. So please note, again, you can go to the older versions that I've recorded if you want my commentary on the whole situation with the daughters and all of that. Uh, the thing I want to point out is... Or I'll put it this way. The part that I find encouraging is that before they destroy the city, they want to remove those who belong to Lot. So apparently, according to God's eyes, Lot is the only one righteous there. But he also wants to take those who belong to Lot. And so the angels are saying, do you have anyone else? Now, unfortunately what we're going to see here is that the other people that he does have they don't have the same reference that he has they think it's a joke I would argue that's that's been my struggle for the last decade I've been warning people that judgment is coming to get right with God that your actions matter and for the most part it's been met with casualness Eh, people have always thought that, blah, blah. Too distracted by the trinkets of this world to care about what's ensuing, what's unfolding. Let's continue on. Verse 14, And lot went out and he spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters. And he said, get up and get out of this place for Jehovah is going to destroy the city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be as one joking. And when morning dawned, the messengers urged Lot to hurry, saying, Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, he, the men took hold of his hand and his wife and his daughters and his, his hands of his two daughters and Jehovah having compassion on him. And they brought him out and put him outside the city. And it came to be when they brought them outside, he said, Escape for your life, do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be consumed. And Lot said to them, Oh no, Jehovah! look please, your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have increased your kindness which you have shown to me by saving my life, but I am unable to escape to the mountains, lest calamity overtake me and I die. Look please, this city is near enough to flee to." And it is small, please let me escape there, it is a small matter, and let my life be saved. And he looked to him, look, I have favored you concerning this matter also, without overthrowing the city for which you have spoken, hurry, escape there, for I am not able to do any deed until you arrive there. So the name of the city was called Tsar. And the sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Saar, and Jehovah rained sulfur and fire on Sodom and Amorah from Jehovah out of the Shemayim. And he overthrew all those cities, all the plain, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a post of salt. And Abraham arose early in the morning to the place where he had stood before Jehovah, And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, and he looked and he saw the smoke of the land, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. Thus it came to be, when Elohim destroyed the cities of the plain, that Elohim remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow, when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. So please note just one quick thought. According to the text, the rescue of Lot appears to be because of the favor God shows to Abraham. He knows that Abraham is concerned about Lot and his relatives when he's hearing about that the city's about to be burned to the ground. Continuing on. Verse 30, And Lot went up out of Sahar, and he dwelt in the mountains, and his two daughters were with him. For he was afraid to dwell in Sahar. Please note, I just got to say this. He was told to go to the mountains to begin with. And what's he say? No, it's too scary there. I'm going to get hurt. Let me go to the city. Fine, go to the city. What happens? He goes to the city. Ah, the city's too scary. And he ends up in the mountains where he was supposed to go to begin with. But I digress. Keep going. And he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave. And the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old and there is no man on the earth to come into us as the way of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine and lie with him. So that we preserve the seed of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went and lay with her father. And he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she arose. And it came to be on the next day that the firstborn said to the younger, See, I lay with my father last night, let us make him drink wine tonight as well, and you go and you lie with him so that we keep the seed of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night as well. And the younger arose and lay with him. And he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she arose. Those both the daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. And the firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. And he is the father of the Moabites to this day. And the younger also bore a son and called the name Ben-Amin. He is the father of the children of Ammon to this day. And Abraham departed from there to the land of Negev. And he dwelt in Kadesh, and Shur, and stayed in Gair. And Abraham said concerning his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, sovereign of the Gair, sent and took Sarah. But Elohim came to Abimelech in a dream by night, and said to him, See, you are a dead man, because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. However, Abimelech did not come near to her, and he said, Yehovah, would you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she has even said herself, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and in the innocence of my hands, I have done this. And Elohim said to him in a dream, Though I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, and so I keep you from sinning against me, for this reason I did not let you touch her. And now return the man's wife, for she is a Navi, that is to say a prophet, and let him pray for you. And you live, but you do not return to her, know that you shall certainly die, and all that is yours. And Abimelech rose early in the morning, and he called in his servants, and he spoke all these words in their hearing. And the men were greatly frightened. And Abimelech called Abraham, and he said to him, What is it you have done to us, and what have I sinned against you, that you have brought on me and on my reign a great sin? You have done matter to me that should not be done. Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view that you have done this matter? And Abraham said, Only because I said the reverence of Elohim is not in this place, and they shall kill me for the sake of my wife. And yet she is truly my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to be, when Elohim caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said to her, This is your kindness that you should do for me. In every place wherever we go, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep and cattle and male and female servants and gave them to Abraham, and he returned Sarah his wife to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you, dwell wherever it is good in your eyes. And Asari Sarah he said, See, I have given you, your brother, a thousand pieces of silver. See, it is to you a covering of your eyes before all who are with you and before all others, and you are cleared before everyone." And Abraham prayed to Elohim and Elohim healed Abimelech and his wife and his female servants so they bore children for Jehovah had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah and Abraham because of Sarah Abraham's wife Chapter 21 And Jehovah visited Sarah as he had said and Jehovah did for Sarah as he had spoken so Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the appointed time of which Elohim had spoken to him And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Yitshak. That is to say Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Yitshak when he was eight days old, as Elohim had commanded him. And Abraham was one hundred years old when his son Yitshak was born to him. And Sarah said, Elohim has made me laugh, and everyone who hears of it laughs with me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? for I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day the Yitshak was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Mishrite, whom she had borne to Abraham, mocking. So she said to Abraham, Drive out this female servant and her son, for the son of this female servant shall not inherit with my son, with Yitshak. And the matter was very evil in the eyes of Abraham because of his son. But Elohim said to Abraham, let it not be evil in your eyes because of the boy, and because of your female servant. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice, for Yishak your seed is called. And the son of the female servant I have also will also make a nation, because he is your seed. And Abraham rose early in the morning, and he took bread and a skin of water, which he gave to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, also the boy, and he sent her away, and she left and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. And she went and she sat down, about a bowshot away. For she said, Let me not see the death of the boy. And she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And Elohim heard the voice of the boy. And the messenger of Elohim called to Hagar from the Shemayim, and he said to her, What is the matter with you, Hagar? Do not fear, for Elohim has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Arise, and lift up the boy, and hold him with your hand, for I make a great nation of him. And Elohim opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with the water, and gave the boy a drink. And Elohim was with the boy, and he grew, and he dwelt in the wilderness, and became an archer. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran. And his mother took a wife for him from the land of Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, it came to be that he said at that time, Abimelech and Polchol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham saying, Elohim is with you and all that you do. And now swear to me by Elohim, do not be untrue to me and to my offspring or to my descendants. Do to me according to the kindness that I have done to you and to the land which you have dwelt. And Abraham said, I swear. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of the well water which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, "I do not know who has done the deed. Neither do you inform me. Neither did I hear about it until today." So Abraham took sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech. And the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham put seven ewe lambs in a flock of themselves. And Abimelech asked Abraham, "What are these seven ewe lambs?" which you have put by themselves. And he said, Take these seven new lambs from my hand to be my witness that I have dug this well. So he called that place Beersheba, because the two of them swore an oath. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba, and Abimelech rose with Pekol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Pelashites. And he planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called the name of Jehovah, the Everlasting El. And Abraham sojourned in the land of Pelishites many days. Chapter 22 And it came to be, after these events, that Elohim tried Abraham, and he said to him, Abraham, he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son now, your only son, Yitshak, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I command you. And Abraham rose early in the morning and he saddled his donkey and he took two of his young men with him and Yitshak his son and he split the wood at the burnt offering and he arose and he went to the place which Elohim had commanded. And on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place from a distance. So Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey while the boy and I go over there and worship and come back to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and he laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took fire in his hand, and a knife, and the two of them went together. And Yitchat spoke to Abraham, his father, and he said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, See the fire and the wood? But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son Elohim provides for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. And the two of them went together. And they came to the place which Elohim commanded him. And Abraham built an altar there, and he placed the wood in the order. And he bound Yeshak his son, and he laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand, and he took the knife to slay his son. But the messenger of Jehovah called to him from the Shemayim, that is to say the heavens. And he said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy, nor touch him. For now I know that you revere Elohim, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he looked, and he saw behind him a ram caught in the bush by its horns. And Abraham went, and he took the ram, and he offered it up as a burnt offering instead of a son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Yireh. As it is said to this day on the mountain, Jehovah provides... And the messenger of Jehovah called to Abraham a second time from the Shemayim. And he said, By myself I have sworn, declares Jehovah, because you have done this, and have not withheld your son, your only son, that I shall certainly bless you, and I shall certainly increase your seed as the stars of the Shemayim, and as the sand which is on the seashore, and let your seed possess the great gate of their enemies. And in your seed all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. And Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. It came to be after these events that it was reported to Abraham seeing, See, Milcah too has borne children to your brother Nahor, Uts his firstborn, and Buz his brother and Kamil, the father of Amran, and Kesed, and Hazo, and Pildash, and Yidlaf, and Bethuel. And Bethiel brought forth Ribka. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. And his concubines, whose name was Ru'amah, also bore Taba, and Gaham, and Tahash, and Bakah. Not my friends, is the Torah Porsche Va'ira. I pray that you've been blessed this morning. It's important to remember that the whole situation with Isaac is really a foreshadow to Messiah. Just as God provided Himself a sacrifice, for us, God has provided Himself as a sacrifice the spotless lamb without blemish, to pay for the atonements of our sins. And according to the scriptures, anyone who believes in that and believes that God rose him from the dead will be saved. Thank you for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.